It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, August 4th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Search and rescue coordinators with the Coast Guard are looking for an overdue Sitka boater in California. 45-year-old Rory Williams was last seen in Sitka on July 9th when he departed on his 32-foot sailboat, the SV Legs. An experienced sailor, Williams planned to sail to San Diego by July 27th. Petty Officer Matthew Party with the U.S. Coast Guard Pacific Area Command Center told KCAW that Williams had 45 days' worth of provisions on his boat when he left Sitka. Party says the Coast Guard is still active actively searching for Williams. Anyone with additional information on Williams' whereabouts is encouraged to call the Coast Guard office in Alameda, California at 510-437-3319. Wednesday afternoon, Assemblymember J.J. Carlson filed her paperwork to run as a candidate in this year's municipal election. Carlson was appointed to the Assembly last fall to fill the vacancy left by Rebecca Hemshoot, who was elected to the state legislature. Carlson spoke with KCAW's Catherine Rose about what she'd do if she's elected for a full term. After your time on the Assembly over the last seven months, you know, how are you feeling and, and why did you decide to, to throw your hat in the ring for a, for a full three years? Yeah, yeah, thank you, Catherine. I really wrote that letter um, to put my name in the first time um, because I identified a lot with that strategic plan and the opportunity to, you know, work on it for three years is, is a good opportunity and I, and I like to, I want to do the work. Um, there's such uh, potential and capacity um, to help as one person in this community. And because I care for Sitka, I, I want to have the opportunity to continue to participate. Actually, participate is kind of a funny word. And it's like participate at a pretty high level. But my kind of goal in life is to be a happy, healthy participant. And I think this is a great way to do that for this town that I love. And can you talk a little bit about your experience in, in government, both, you know, in the last seven months, but but prior to prior to sitting on the Sitka Assembly? Experience in government um, has mainly been observational um, before I, I joined the Assembly at uh, the end of last year. Here, growing up, um, both of my parents um, were kind of civil servants. My mom worked for the community hospital. My dad was in public works. And the just awareness of how things operate uh, at a town at this scale really helped me when I moved uh, through my life, you know, 17 years away. Um, And in Chicago, I did a lot with public process, but from kind of a submitting proposals and bids um, to for my company to get work and I was I was involved from the kind of maybe let's just corporate side uh, to to track projects and and win awards for architecture and, and construction so to see the process be familiar enough with it but have it be at the scale of like the third largest city in the United States you can't really feel like you can do much at that level as one person. So moving back to Sitka, and it's a you know, similar process, but just at an attainable scale. Moving forward, if you're reelected, um, what what are you going to be focused on? What are your big goals for the next three years? Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much to 
look at. Um, it's going to be an editing project to really focus on uh, the follow through and what can um, get initiated and completed in, in that time. And three years seems like a long time, but kind of in the scale of government, it, it's really not. And we're doing some big things. We're looking at tourism, and that's kind of in a regional approach and to address things in a kind of long-term, sustainable, consistent, you know, effective way, there's going to be a lot, uh, a lot to do. And it's going to take at at least that. Um, So I think housing, uh, childcare, tourism um, are the biggest three right now. Uh, you know, while just keeping the city going and the infrastructure and, you know, funding, spending of those public funds on what can benefit everyone the most and, you know, not get into kind of a small interest group, um, just our money for our best good. That's, so it's kind of a overall, uh, when, our systems, our policies as a municipality are running well. Um, you may not even notice, like when your when your water works and your trash is collected, that kind of like goes by the wayside. There's bigger things to focus on. So when the system's working, you don't notice it. And I, I sure hope we can <laughs> continue that for the next three years. <laughs> That was J.J. Carlson speaking about her decision to vie for a seat on the Sitka Assembly this year. The filing period to run for public office ends today at 5 p.m. Alaska's congressional delegation has reintroduced legislation that would make the five so-called landless communities of Southeast landless no more. The communities have long argued being left out of the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act is an injustice, but inclusion has remained elusive. KSTK's Sage Smiley reports. It's been more than half a century since Congress passed the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act, or ANCSA. It put millions of acres of land in the control of more than 200 newly formed local and regional Alaska Native corporations. But five Southeast Alaska Native communities were left out. We were literally involved from the very, very beginning going back to the, the very first part of land claims. Tashi Richard Reinhardt is Kiksetti from Wrangell, which is one of the five communities excluded from ANCSA. To be left out was a surprise to us. Alaska's congressional delegation has been trying to change that by submitting and resubmitting bills over the past two decades. The bills are aimed at amending the 1971 legislation to include Wrangell, Petersburg, Ketchikan, Haines, and Tenakee Springs. Sam Erickson is press secretary for Representative Mary Peltola, Alaska's sole representative in Congress. We see this as correcting an oversight from Congress that resulted in unfulfilled promises to the landless communities of Southeast. Peltola filed a bill in the U.S. House of Representatives in late July. It's functionally the same as many others proposed in the past by Alaska legislators. Because they were left out, you know, these communities, these land communities never got the opportunities for economic development and cultural preservation that the other communities did. It's a matter of long-standing discussion why the five communities were excluded from the initial 1971 law. A report by the University of Alaska in the mid-1990s found no clear reason why the communities were excluded other than congressional intent. 
At a congressional hearing in 2015, the late Representative Don Young speculated it was because of the thriving logging in and around the five communities at the time of the law's passage in the early 1970s. Young said timber groups lobbied hard against the community's inclusion, fearing it would impact future logging claims. It is so impactful for the five communities that were left out. Atseen Esther Reese is the tribal administrator for the Wrangell Cooperative Association, Wrangell's federally recognized tribal government. This was our land since time immemorial, and it is recognizing that and giving our tribal citizens some of our land back that we had stewarded for tens of thousands of years. So on a philosophical level, um, I think that's very important. Not only does Wrangell's exclusion from ANCSA keep it from receiving a township of land, it also means community members have been barred from forming a local corporation. Alaska Native corporations are a huge chunk of the state's economy and the largest type of private employer in this state. What could it do? I think sky's the limit. Reinhardt explains it's unlikely a Wrangell Native corporation would go down the logging route of many original ANCSA corporations. He says village corporations are now looking at carbon credits, contracting jobs, and other economic endeavors. Each, every community will benefit. And when I say that, I don't mean just the Native community. Of course, the Native community would benefit, but the entire community of Wrangell would benefit and Ketchikan and Petersburg and Haines and Tanakee, they would all benefit, the non-Natives as well as the Native shareholders. The years-long effort to include the five communities under ANCSA has faced pushback. Last year, Petersburg's borough government narrowly approved a letter to Congress opposing a previous version of the bill after years of divided town discussions. Some have concerns about specific sites included in proposed maps of the areas that would be transferred to landless communities. Landless legislation has also in the past faced opposition from some environmental groups because of potential development at the sites. Still others are concerned about the potential for restricted public access. It's hard because every acre in the Tungus is already committed or loved in some way. Senator Lisa Murkowski acknowledged the difficulty of establishing land plots and negotiating potential use and access conflicts during an interview with KSDK last fall. But she said she still believes Congress should honor the obligation of ANCSA. She reintroduced a bill in the Senate in June that would include the five landless communities. What we're trying to do, again, is to, to re- resolve a longstanding uh, inequity and do so in a manner that um, is, is most... Um, uh, uh, that, that, brings about, that brings about consensus rather than conflict. Reese, Wrangell's tribal administrator, says the years-long campaign to include Wrangell and the other landless communities speaks to how important it is. I think it is indicative of how passionate our people are to be able to receive that recognition and to be able to receive that land and to be able to receive those rights. It's not easy to keep going. Alaska's delegation has introduced a handful of other bills aimed at amending ANCSA this term as well. In all, the law has been amended over a hundred times. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.